Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word, share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. Good day there and welcome to another episode of the Christian Women in Business podcast show. It is so fantastic to have you here. I hope you're having a great day. The countdown to Christmas is on only a few weeks away. Can't believe it. This year's just been fantastic. It's been a year of growth for CWIB. It's been a year of learning for sure. And um, I hope that you've had a great year as well as you're starting to wind down and get ready for Christmas. So uh, we've got lots happening in CWIB, even though it's coming to the end of the year. We've got our conference that's not too far away, uh, which is really exciting. So that's going to be happening in Sydney in February. So if you haven't already done so, grab your tickets for that. We are on the countdown for that too. Um, we are also now on the countdown. I've got some really exciting news that we will be having a face-to-face meetup happening in the USA. So our first face-to-face meetup, it's so exciting. It's going to be happening in Orange Country. Um, the first one is going to be in January. So if you are um, around the area of the USA, obviously I'm in Sydney, Australia. I do not know the USA at all, but we're super excited about this. If you are interested, please get in contact with us let us know and we'll send you the details. You will need to become a member and sisterhood member to be able to access the meetups. Um, So get your applications in for it now. But if you're around there, a beautiful girl called Nikki is going to be running them for us. And we just can't wait to see what God is starting to do in the USA. It's so exciting. Um, And I'm just, oh, (laughs) Um, you're so far over the pond, but that's cool. We'll figure it out. And also, we are going to be launching a mastermind um, next year. So it's going to be the Influence Mastermind. I'm so excited. We've launched it with our members. We're now launching it for you guys as well. So um, that's going to be happening the day after the conference finishes on Monday, the 24th of February. It's going to be an intensive mastermind session. So it's going to go for the year. It's going to have um, planning days. Uh, We're going to have online Zoom sessions as well. Um, I really wanted to bring in a face-to-face, in-person, practical session into it. Um, So we'll be meeting once a quarter, and then we have our accountability after that. So if you are interested, head over to our website, click on Mastermind, and um, you'll find that there. So enough about what's happening in CWIB. Today we have a beautiful lady joining us all the way again from the USA. Um, Her biggest mission to her business is um, equipping women with practical faith-based tools to handle any leadership challenge that can possibly come their way with graceful strength. And I love that it's with graceful strength. Um, We're all about the grace in CWIB. And her favorite thing to do on the weekend is to dine out and to take on Broadway play in Tennessee Center of Performing Arts, a lady after my own heart, 
Welcome to the show, Diane Michael from Lady Light Leaders. Hi, thank you so much, Sarah Jane. So glad, glad to be here with you. <laughs> so you're from Tennessee, are you? I've been here about 20 years now, <laughs> and uh, I call Atlanta, Georgia home. That's where I lived the longest, but I actually attended 22 schools before high school. So I moved around quite a bit when I was growing up. My oh, father nice. was a pastor and we oh, planted churches okay. all around. And, yeah. yeah. So, so you were all over the place. Wow. I really, yeah, really did. Um, we settled in Georgia when I was around 10. And so lived in lots of different cities in Georgia, but, but at least we were in the same state for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you were on Lady Light Leaders. So um, obviously you've just given us a little bit of an insight that you've moved around a bit. Your father was a pastor, but where did you get to where you are today? Can you tell us about your story and the journey that God's taken you on? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, so how I got to where I am today in the Cliff Notes version um, would be I started out in <coughs> management in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, as a single mom, and uh, was very motivated. I had to make a lot of money because obviously I found myself as a single mom very young in life. And I went in and I applied for this position that I was completely unqualified for. And I was just so motivated. And I told the doctor, I said, send all of your other applicants home. I need this job. I will work the <laughs> hardest. And he just got a little tickled by me. And um, somehow by the grace of God, I landed that job. If there was such a thing as a perfectly run business, that was it. Uh, it was a multi-doctor dental practice, very much ahead of their time. Uh, and they had consultants that would come in every year and just fine tune us. Even though he was already very successful, he believed in continuing to monitor and make sure we were doing the best we could. So I had the benefit of learning under the best consultants with that practice. And the last one that came in uh, actually recruited me uh, with his blessing. Uh, the doctors, all of them gave me their full blessing but she took me under wing and taught me everything she knew about consulting. And that's how I entered the business world. Um, I did not have a college degree and I was just a quick study. And uh, yeah, so it led to me eventually opening up my own consulting firms. And then uh, the last, so I started out working in medical and for the last three years though, I have shifted gears and really devoted my time and energy to helping women launch and scale new businesses. So I've had that career going um, simultaneously at the same time, kind of on a parallel plane. I had a songwriting career. Yeah. And that's what brought me to Nashville, Tennessee was a, <laughs> um, a major deal. Uh, and so alongside of my consulting, I've built a touring production and a television show. So it's been <laughs> my opportunity to kind of serve both passions. Yeah. Know, they're like and, completely opposite ends of the spectrum of, I don't know, parts of the brain that you use to kind of. Yes. Yes. It's very rare. And you're, you're right. It's very rare when someone has, you know, both left and right brain, if they can have that business acumen and have that creative side too. So that has served me very, very well uh, in business. So yeah. what's the TV show that you, you have? 
Uh, it was called Nashville Unleashed, and it did air abroad. I think it aired in Australia. Um, it was in the UK. It was in New Zealand, and I think in Australia. Um, I'm pretty sure. So, That's awesome. Yeah. What was it about? It was a performance show, and it was all about kind of the behind the songs. Um, a lot of hit songs that you hear on radio, we had the songwriters in the round, we call it. So here in Nashville, we have a place called the Bluebird Cafe. And it's very famous for songwriters performing in a circle at the floor level with the audience. And so it's very intimate. It's kind of like gathering in the living room. And we took that same concept and built on it. And so every show, it was me hosting it and singing with uh, some additional, like three or four additional songwriters joining me in the circle. So we would share the backstories behind how the songs got written and share a little bit of the Nashville culture with the audience. That's awesome. That's so cool. Oh, good on you. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) So God's taken you on quite a journey. Um, Like building a consulting firm and like consulting women and and all the leadership side and then just having that um I can just imagine you like being in a suit one day like and meeting <laughs> up with businesses and then pulling your hair back and getting all creative <laughs> the next day you know like <laughs> yes <laughs> that's really cool yeah thank you thank you so much for sharing um sharing your story and your inspiration that's it's really really inspiring and um uh such awesome to hear that you know you're using um lots of different things to to be the influence uh for the kingdom so can you share with our audience five tips on your craft whether it be tv show writing or um, (laughs) leadership you choose um but we'd love to hear it (laughs) sure yes and i'll tell you these have been (coughs) these have been fine-tuned over the years i've tried all kinds of different techniques and tips, but it really comes down to these for me. So the first one is God being central to all of my decisions. Uh, You know, for a long time, I tried to separate that out. Kind of church was one thing or faith was one thing and work was another. But now I see that without him right in the center, then I have no compass or no gauge for making decisions in business. So what I have, uh, learn to do the way that I do that is to understand that we've got competing voices in our head and I, they're like big megaphones. Uh, you've got fear and insecurity constantly shouting at us. And, but I've, I've learned that God whispers. And so what we have to do is we can't really turn off the fear and insecurity, but what I have learned to do is just kind of turn it to you know, another language, turn it to Japanese or just get tickled by it and understand it's just the enemy trying to distract me and stop me. So, um, I don't pay it a whole lot of attention anymore. I just have learned that, you know, it's, it's a, like a mirage. It's a, it's a distraction and I treat it as, (coughs) and so when I do that, then I'm able to quiet down long enough to listen for God's wisdom. And that's the, that's, the key, you know, right there, I would say that would be the tip. Listen for that whisper of wisdom, which is God's voice. Um, as far as additional business tips, um, something I've learned to do is when I'm 
when I'm trying to achieve something that requires a lot of concentration and a lot of focus, I've learned that multitasking is a real barrier to getting things done. Yeah. So in our personal life as women, you know, we can multitask, we can be throwing in a load of laundry, we can be cooking something (laughs) up on the stove, talking to mom, you know, we can do that. And so we think that that superpower translates to the workplace, but it doesn't. And the reason that it doesn't is because that's all muscle memory. We're not having to think about it. Yeah. You know, it's like when you get in your car and you drive somewhere and you don't even remember driving uh, there. You got the, yep. Yeah, it happens to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> However, when I've sorted out dinner, I've sorted out all this other stuff in my mind to get there, right? <laughs> yes, yes. It's just something we do all the time, so we're not thinking about it. We're not conscious of it. But in work, you know, in your business life, it doesn't translate. So we really have to concentrate on one thing at a time. Um, if it's something what I call the high value activity. Mm. Uh, So if you're, you know, whatever it might be, if you're writing your blog, if you're writing your e-letter, or if you're making a big decision on a contract, or if you're, you know, taking your, you have a very big decision to make and you're researching it, things like that. We have to turn off the notifications. We have to turn off all the distractions and just focus on that one thing. Otherwise it ends up taking twice or three times as long you know, to do. So, uh, that would be another tip that has really served me (laughs) very, very well. Um, another one that I can say that has served me well is understanding that comparison, uh, whether that's personal or in business comparison is really a, um, it's really business suicide. You know, I think we're all on a timeline and we all have our, Uh, place on that timeline. There's always going to be people that are ahead of us. There's always going to be people that are behind us, but we can't compare that. We can't, uh, we can't feel like we're not achieving or not, um, you know, that our work is not valuable in the world if we haven't reached a certain benchmark. And I think we just need to give ourselves a lot of grace and be gentle and kind with ourselves and not compare. I love it. Yeah, that's so, so big. Um, Let's see, two more that I could give. Uh, Let's see, I would say that when it comes to time management, uh, this is a big one that I've learned that, you know, a lot of people have said, have said that, you know, early bird gets the worm. You hear (laughs) statements like that, like you need to be up and at it, make hay while the sun shines, all of those terms. But what I really believe is that, we need to find, identify that window of time during the day when we are at our best. Yeah. So some people are morning people. Some people are night owls. Some people need a couple of cups of coffee before they get going. They kind of kick in about 10 o'clock. But identify whatever that time is for you. And then that two to four hour window, that should be your highest productivity time. That should be where you are doing those high value activities. And again, not feeling like you have to conform to someone else's um, routine. Yeah, That's so, so big for me. I used to beat myself up a lot. I would say, gosh, you know, these women who are in the gym at 5 a.m., I should do that. Or, you know, but it's just like the most brutal hour. I can't do it. You know? I just can't do it. Yeah. And so I think we set ourselves up for failure when we try to force ourselves to do something we're not wired yeah, for. Yeah, that's not suited to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. We each come equipped with our own, you know, 
set of energy and, and talents and gifts and all of that. And they are meant for our race and yeah. not to be, you know, conformed to someone else's. You Absolutely. Know? And I even find like, even if I get a routine going, I still have to have flexibility in that routine because things yes. come up that are unexpected or, I mean, I don't have kids, but you know, kids can suddenly need picking up from school, whatever it is. So you kind of get your, get your routine sorted, but know that you need to have flexibility in that as well. And some weeks are super busy and some weeks are super quiet. And it's just as women, I guess, as we become more mature and, and wise in our businesses and in knowing ourselves, it's learning to manage that as well and going, yep. Yeah, okay. If I'm tired, I do need to just take a morning off yes. and knowing that you're going to be so much more productive that the next day or the afternoon by giving yourself that time. Yes. Um, and just listening to your body. Like we think that we're just super women and we could just keep going and we've all been guilty of it, but you know, yeah. recognizing those, Oh gosh, like I just, I'm so tired and I just can't cope with life right now. Like that's usually a sign of you need to stop and just, stop and, and have yeah. that time for yourself so sorry Hannah one second here <laughs> let me get rid of that <laughs> somebody's calling in I can't get rid of it technology technology yes you're so right and laying down and taking a nap when you need it without oh, yeah yeah Oh, no, yeah. yeah, without that. I mean, now you, you guys, the European, and I, maybe it's this way too in Australia, but the siesta in the afternoon, there's something <laughs> to that. <laughs> it's really we just call them, we call them nana naps. Uh, nana naps. <laughs> Siestas they have in Spain. Uh-huh. Um, I think they're called something else in France. Uh, but we have nana naps, but it's generally not in the hottest part of the day. It's just generally when we need one. <laughs> okay, good. And I'm I like... am the biggest fan of nana naps. And I probably once a week, I'll have a nana nap. Like, yeah, I just do it now. It's just, I find it so much more productive. And I can't remember where I read it or if I saw something that it was the other month and it made me chuckle. And it was wider CEOs. A majority of CEOs have a couch in their office space, and that's so they can close the blind and the windows and have another nap, yeah. so nice. they can be more productive. Yeah. I'm like, well, hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I know a friend as well. She runs um, a business from home, and she often gets on the couch about quarter to three, mm-hmm. um, just before the kids come home. So she's done mm-hmm. her day's work, and she just needs that oomph to get her through the evening. She'll yes. shut everything down, go and have a quick nana nap before the kids come, and then she's ready to go. So we joke mm-hmm. about it, but it is sleep's really powerful. It's so powerful. It is, and and uh, here in America, a lot of women will, you know, feel very guilty if they lay down. They feel like you know that's that's time I should be working. I should be this. I should be that. And it's just so important to give yourself permission to recharge your batteries. You know, and yeah, you're right. You're so much more productive that way. Yeah. The Christian Women in Business podcast is sponsored by Performance PA, Virtual Business Assistant. Virtual PA lets you focus on what you do best in your business and you can let Performance PA take care of the rest. And then I guess the last business tip I would give would be, you know, to be super intentional with what goes on your calendar and why it goes on your calendar. That's the more important thing. 
Uh, you know, for so long in my life, I let, I let life just blow me around like, like the wind. I, it, it, I thought that if it was a good cause or if there was a good reason that I should be doing it, then I should just put it on my calendar. I should just do it. But it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. You know, we are wired for certain things and, and we, just because it's a good cause doesn't mean it's good for us to do. Yeah. You know, so learning to discern and, you know, there are a few little checkers that you can put in place to make sure you're putting things on your calendar for the right reason. And I always say there's a lot of information in the feeling. And so one thing I see that will kind of give you away all the time, if you're doing something because you should versus, you know, it's something you really should really want to be doing a way that it gives you away is if you can hear it in the drop in the voice, you know, your voice will not align with what you're actually <laughs> saying. And so it'll go something like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's We're when you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the indicator. Yeah. And so I always encourage my ladies to take out your calendar and look at it. You look at it for the next week and say, what's on my calendar and how did it get there? Like, why is it there? Did I get guilted into something, obligated into something? Did I feel some kind of, um, you know, false responsibility? Uh, you know, why is it there? And the more aware we can become of how we get into that trouble, then the more we can kind of prevent that going forward. But a lot of women never slow down long enough to even ask themselves questions like that. They just get into the shoulds all the time. They're doing what they should do. Yeah. And I think a lot, a lot, another big reason why they do that is because we don't want to appear selfish. You know, women have a big issue with appearing selfish. And so we will, kill ourselves to prove we are not selfish. (laughs) And my coach said it great years ago. She said, we have to put on our own oxygen mask before we can help others. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I think they're really, really great questions. And um, I've never really heard it put like that before. People say, oh, you know, manage your time. You're saying no, but identifying it with the guilt what did you say? It was guilt, um, obligation, obligation and false responsibility. Yeah. I think that's, um, so amazing. I'm just going to write that down on the notes. <laughs> sure. Guilt, obligation, obligation or false responsibility. Taking something on that you have no business taking on. Yeah. You know, but, but you so, do it. And, okay. and sometimes you volunteer to do it. You like just raise your hand and, and then like a week later, you're like, why did I do that? Yeah. Why did I do that? Or it comes time to actually go to the event. You're like, I, why did I agree to this? I don't even want to do this. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah. there are three really, really healthy questions. And in those questions, you create boundaries and you create self-awareness mm-hmm. um, and you create the logical thought of why you're making that decision over the emotional thought. Um, this year I've learned a lot about emotional thought and logical thought and bringing mind back to logical thought over emotional thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those, those three questions that you ask yourself bring you from the emotional over to the logical and it, they're really powerful. The Christian Women in Business podcast is sponsored by Performance PA, Virtual Business Assistant. Virtual PA lets you focus on what you do best in your business and you can let Performance PA take care of the rest. So just to quickly recap over your five, 
So we've got number one, God being central um, in your business and central to all your decision makings, which I absolutely love. Couldn't agree with more. Um, and um, it kind of goes in with our, we have an hour of power um, that we try and encourage our members to have each week. And that's it. Sometimes it's at the beginning of the week. Like you said, depends on you, how you run your business, what works for your timelines. Um, I have mine at the end of the week. And it's just having the hour of power of God, getting centered to him, doing a bit of worship with you, like with yourself and God, uh, reading his word, praying and just realigning yourself. So when you come to those needing to ask God um, about the, the questions that you have for your business, you're already there. You're already in that connection space. Um, mm-hmm. Number two, avoid multitasking where possible leave that for everyday life (laughs) and if you've got something in your business that's high priority and need to focus um go to number four in your time management find that hour of power where you just are there baby in your productivity (laughs) and work on that one thing only and that's another thing that we do each monday we put out um what's the one thing that god's put on your heart this week to work on your business and it's one thing so that's that thing, that really important thing that you just need to get done that's going to help build your business. And it's the working on your business kind of thing um, over serving the customers or whatever else it is that you need to do, which is great. I love it. I love all the tips that you've shared. Um, number three, comparison is business suicide. Yes, it is. And we've all been guilty of it. And um, everyone, like you said, everyone is on their own timeline. So um, if you're listening today and you, you have been suffering from any of these, not suffering, but you know, they're resonating with you. You are in your own timeline. Don't worry. God's got you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, you're exactly where you need to be right now. Yeah. 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 Uh, number four was time management. Like we said, find the window of the day that suits you. That's where you're at the highest productivity time. Um, again, you don't need to compare yourself to anyone else. It's your life. It's your body. God's giving it you for a reason. Um, so just know when, when that is for you, know when you need to take a nana nap and give yourself permission to have that rest. And then number five is be intentional uh, with what goes in your calendar and why it's going in your calendar. And the three questions are, am I doing it through guilt, obligation or false responsibility? So mm-hmm. they're great. Thank you so much for sharing those. Um, Very welcome. Can you um, give us an idea of how you incorporate God into your business? Uh, anyone who has met me and talked with me for more than five minutes probably <clears throat> has heard me uh, refer to God. It, and it's not something that I'm even conscious of anymore. It's such a natural part of, of who I am that it just comes out in, in everything that I do. So uh, I mentioned earlier that when I have decisions to make, um, I have to make it from that from that central place that what I call the true North, you know, he is that true North for me. So if I've got to turn right or if I've got to turn left, I consult him about it. And I listen for that whisper of wisdom and say, which way do I turn God and ask him? Um, I also am very open nowadays when I give keynote presentations uh, that I'm faith-based speaker. Yeah. And you know, 
a lot of times over the years, I felt like God was leading me to that. He, like he's been asking me lately, I've just been hearing him in my spirit say, I need you to be a lot more vocal about your faith, a lot more open about it. And I, I was scared to do that for a long time because we're in a culture that really frowns on that, you know, and you're afraid you're going to offend and all, or afraid you're going to repel people. Um, I think that there are zealots out there that, you know, have maybe, um, scared some people away from, you know, from faith-based teaching. And I, and I get that. I always try to be sensitive to that. Uh, But at the same time, I think it's just a matter of being authentically who I am. And this just, he just oozes and pours out of me. So um, it's just a matter of telling people, this is my belief and this is my story. I'm not trying to force it on you. And the other thing too, is to just try to lead by example you know, it's one thing to be out there speaking about your faith, but if you're not backing it up in your life, if you're not living it and walking it out, then that's where the hypocrisy comes in. And that's where people get cynical and jaded. So, uh, and again, it's not even something I try to do. It just is, it just happens. you know, yeah. yeah, it just naturally happens. And I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, I am currently now a candidate for the Tennessee State Senate. And so running in, you know, going into a public office, uh, this is going to be something that is, you know, central, even to my decisions and my leadership capability there. Uh, so I will get lots of practice in, uh, <laughs> in standing firm for God <laughs> in that lion's den, <laughs> I can assure you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Ooh, he's equipped me well. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. And if you wouldn't mind, what's your Bible verse for this season and why? Uh, you know, my, my Bible verse, my favorite one, and I've come back to it lately, is Isaiah forty thirty one, And uh, it is the verse about those that wait on the Lord will mount up, will, will, how does it say we'll run and not grow weary? We'll walk and not faint. We'll rise up like wings on eagles. And, you know, it is, uh, I've been in a, in a waiting period, um, here lately. I've been going through a big transition in my business, shifting from doing the private consulting into doing more speaking so that I can make room for the campaign ahead. I've been very, very intentional in preparing, uh, this type of a, shift and a change and a schedule over this last year. And it's very scary and it's required some waiting on God. It's like, I know he's calling me to do that. And I know that this is his purpose, but I'm in that mid leap right now yeah. where my, you know, You're cash flow, in the air. yes, I am that, that, you know, consulting was my cash flow and now shifting and going, making room for what he's calling me to do there's a, I'm in a mid leap right now and you know, it's been dry and it's been scary. Uh, and it's very tempting to run back to the side of the pool, you know, to run back to what, you know, okay, never mind, I'll consult again, <laughs> you know, but I know to stand firm. Yeah. I know to, I know to wait, to just wait on him. Yeah. And so that verse really speaks to me right now, wait on him and, you know, don't grow weary in that and just know that I'm going to rise back up on those wings. And I have a feeling that what you'll learn from this dry season will prepare you for what you're stepping into. 
like you. like you're saying you're about to go into a lion's den yes like yes, having that perseverance having that stand on faith having that yep yeah, i know god's gonna pull through um because i'm I'd, I'd hate to speak it over your life at all but going into politics i can imagine is like you are in a wolf a pen of wolves um yeah. and you really do need to have your wits about you and and stand firm in who you are and in God and that cornerstone. So maybe what you will learn now will be, you know, you'll get into those situations and you'll be like, God's done this before. It's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. I've been here before. Yeah. Yes. He's very faithful. He's very faithful. And it's, it's funny you bring that up because the night before I announced my public run, I was so sick. I was tossing and turning all night. I couldn't, I, my tummy was upset all night. I just, I wanted, I was going to chicken out. I was going to completely chicken out. And I got on the phone the next morning to my life coach. And ironically, her name is Grace. And she's in <laughs> Italy. Um, but I had been talking with her months later. And, uh, so she got on the phone with me that next morning and she said, Diane, we've talked about this. You know that you're supposed to run. You know, this is your next step. I said, I know, but I I just can't do it. I just can't do it. And she said, what has got you so worked up? And I said, I just feel like I'm going into the lion's den. Yeah. And she said, well, you are, (laughs) how did that work out for Daniel? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what settled me down. Mic drop. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what settled me down. I thought, you know, I know God stirred this in me two years ago and he called me to this. I'm certain of it. And his favor has been all over it ever since I agreed to surrender to that call. So I know he has it. Uh, but yes, it, you do have to, pra- you have to practice that faith. You have to walk that out right now. It, it would, I have every reason. I mean, if you only knew Sarah, I have every reason to say, Never mind. I was just kidding. <laughs> and run back. Uh, but I, I know that I know. And again, that I think that comes with relationship with God and knowing his voice. Yeah. And I know this is my next step. And so I will stand here and I will wait on him. And he's one breath of his favor will change yeah. it all. You know, and he's inside you. Know. Like the Holy Spirit is inside you. And no matter yeah. where you go, he's there. Yeah, you, know, you just invite the Holy Spirit to where you are, you know, and like you say, you go into that inside self of of Jesus being in you. You know, in John, he tells us that um, the Father is in me, I'm in him and I'm in you or however, which round it goes. Like you can have that peace. And he says that in the same verse as well. You know, I'll bring that peace mm-hmm. to you that you know that I've got you and the Father's got me. So you've got me and the father. Um, it's such a beautiful passage. I think it's John, John 14 or John 15, somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, and we can all carry that in us knowing that no matter what meeting we're going to or what season we're in, um, God, God is in us and we take him with us into the lion's den, Mm -hmm. into the conference that you're going to speak at, into wherever it is. And, and he's there and he brings that peace. Like you say, if we're, if we're managing ourselves right and that calendar and getting that time with God, that's where that strength comes in in, is in those times of stopping and going, okay, where are we at? You know, how do I move forward with this? 
So, so right. So important. And for me, that's every morning. Like I have a, a when I get up in the mornings, I have, uh, I try to get at least 15, 20 minutes. If I can get a little more, I will, but I'll get in my Bible and I, and I have a prayer and I suit up in my spiritual armor every morning. I can't imagine going out and trying to tackle business or tack- tackling politics or whatever it might be without my armor on, yeah. you know, without God's full protection. Uh, because we absolutely, you know, we absolutely have an enemy out there that wants to to take us out. You know, he doesn't want us to pr- pr- progress. He doesn't want us to profess our faith or any of that. And so people kind of have a um, a little theory around, you know, that God, all of us that believe are God's soldiers. All of us are. But I think there are a few of us that are the Navy SEALs. Yeah. You know, where <laughs> a little bit more is asked of us. Um, he puts us through near-death experiences <laughs> just Literally. to really test yeah. and try our faith. And then, but we are the most effective in the world too. And so that enemy, yeah, he's going to try. Every time I've come up to a new level, no matter what it is, whether it's in business or life, I love how Joyce Meyer puts it. It's new level, new devil. Yeah. You know, the, the, promotion that you just got in, in life is going to come with new adversaries and it's going to come with higher, bigger, much bigger challenges, much scarier risks. And if we don't have that faith that's been developing all along, if we, if we don't have that grounding in him, then we'll be devoured, you know? And so we have to, we absolutely have to trust and be immovable and unshakable and just stand when everything inside of us wants to buckle and run. (laughs) It's not that we won't feel fear. We're going to feel it, but it's, we just don't give into it. Yeah. And that's the key. The difference. Yeah. 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 I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that you have uh, with us today. It's been really inspiring to listen to you. So if our members wanted to get in contact with you, um, where do you hang out? Like where can they find you? Yes. Well, the best place to kind of find uh, everything about me would be at ladylikeleaders.com. But I I give online teaching. I do an annual retreat and then I give um, luncheons and symposiums throughout the year. So yeah, but everything would be found at ladylikeleaders.com. Awesome. Cool. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries. No worries at all. So listeners, if you did want to contact Diane, uh, please feel free to. We will most certainly be praying for you and standing with you. Um, We just love seeing when people are, especially women, because I mean, we're not feminists, but we are like, come on, girls. Like (laughs) We know that God's using women. Like we know it, we see it it's happening, you know, and that's one of the big reasons why we have CWIB is because God is creating a movement of women who are literally changing the world to the kingdom of God and bringing the kingdom on earth. And any woman that stands up in a leadership role, like you're about to, you know, you're like, I'm holding on for dear life, but I'm doing this. (laughs) Like we're with you because that is God putting you in, in there. He's putting you in that place is allowing you to be the light. And you said, yes which is the most important thing, even though 99% of you wants to say no, like you said, you've said yes. And it requires a human being, no matter what sex, to say yes. Mm -hmm. And to go, yes, God, I'm your vessel. Use me, put me where you want me, use me for your will, use me to bring glory to you. And you're doing that. And we stand by you. And we're here to support you. And (laughs) (laughs) woohoo! Thank you. That's awesome. 
Cool. All right. Well, you're listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show or you're watching this video on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening in and, and watching in. Um, again, we've got um, the face-to-face meetups happening in the Orange County. So if you're around the area or want some more information, please feel free to contact us, send us an email, fill out a contact form. We've got the Mastermind launching next year, which I am in that space of you going, okay, it's not leadership, but oh my gosh, God, what are we doing? And (laughs) (laughs) literally stepping in faith. And also we've got our conference um, coming up in February. So it's all on the website. Go check it out. I'm SJ and we'll see you next time. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.